0: letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from news talk 830 wcco this is the all local
1: with friday's wcco all local i'm Lindsay peterson today's stories include another update on minneapolis's third police precinct new numbers show covid vaccine fatigue and as everyone can feel today colder weather has arrived But we begin with Minnesota's 3rd District Congressman, who today makes it official. Dean Phillips was asked point-blank by Robert Costa of CBS if he was running for president.
0: I am. I have to. I think President Biden has done a spectacular job for our country, but it's not about the past. Phillips told Costa that the election of 2024 is about the future. I will not sit still, I will not be quiet in the face of numbers that are so clearly saying, that we're going to be facing an emergency next November. The
1: announcement comes today in New Hampshire's capital, city of Concord, where officials there say Phillips will file for the state's primary election. Joe Biden is not on the ballot in New Hampshire, and Democrats there are planning a write-in
0: campaign for the president. Al Schock, NewsDoc A30, WCCO. Phillips making some noise on social media overnight. I'm Dean Phillips, and I'm running for president of the United States of America. That's a campaign And I'm coming to New Hampshire to answer your questions. Phillips' Facebook and Instagram pages. A different story on X, though, formerly known as Twitter. His presidential campaign account, known as Dean24Official, was suspended. The only thing on that page is the account... Is a note that says the account violated X rules. It's unclear what those rules were. Phillips does has two two other accounts, one of them his personal account, the other for his congressional work. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830, WCCO. And Phillips spoke with
1: WCCO's Chad Hartman this afternoon. What convinced you to change your mind and make this announcement this morning?
0: Well, Chad, I will tell you, you remember well. I think it was last July 30th. Uh, On the air with you, you asked me a question about whether the president should run again. That was not a question I was anticipating or one for which I was prepared, but I answered honestly. And that was that I thought it was time for him to pass the torch because that was what I was hearing from voters all around the country. And I thought that was a promise he had made to the country. uh, And I felt that that was what was the best interest of the country.
1: Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry wants the City Council to approve his plan to purchase a building on Minnehaha Avenue for a new 3rd Precinct Police Headquarters.
2: It's the same property city leaders were interested in three years ago, but the idea went nowhere. I'm
0: hopeful that the dynamics have changed enough that people can recognize it uh, for the right decision that it is. I thought it was the right decision then. It's still a good decision now. We're glad that it was put back on the table and I think we should be moving forward with it.
2: Fry says he and council members were elected to make decisions like this and that there will always be disagreements. The building at 2633 Minnehaha Avenue is being sold by its owner. In a letter to the council, Fry says it would cost about 14 million dollars to get the building ready for use within the year. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830-WCCO.
1: Police in Bloomington are hoping that a new program will help cut down the number of non-violent mental health calls their officers respond to in the future. In
2: 2022, Bloomington police responded to more than 1,000 calls related to mental health crisis or suicide attempt or threat. More than 900 calls have come in already this year. Police Chief Booker Hodges says this new program will offer those suffering access to immediate in-home therapy free of charge.
3: This has a potential to have a significant impact on our community and I think in terms of how we deal with these types of calls and the intersection between law enforcement and brain health I haven't seen anyone do this and I think if we're successful here this will be the model that most jurisdictions go to.
2: The program is expected to be up and running in December. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO.
1: A southern Minnesota man has been charged with manslaughter following the accidental
0: fatal shooting of his two-year-old son by his four-year-old brother. According to Martin County court documents, 33-year-old Colton Dean Mamenga put his gun on the front seat of his truck, then went back inside to get coffee, leaving the kids in the car. He told investigators that he hadn't realized the gun was missing and that they were driving down the road. He heard a pop, looked into the back seat, and realized that his
3: younger son had been shot.
0: Steve Simpson. News Talk 830 WCCO.
3: And I'm Mark Fry. We've learned this afternoon that a 24-year-old man who exchanged gunfire with a Minneapolis Park police officer late Tuesday night at Lake Harriet's now charged with second-degree attempted murder and first-degree assault. Investigators say Mayuden Abdirahman fired a gun at the officer identified as Carl Zabinski, who's been with the department since 2018. No one was injured in that exchange.
1: North Hennepin Community College is celebrating its interactive curriculum that connects students of color with the outdoors.
3: You became a community. I think we all became a community. It was really special.
2: The college hosted the premiere of a documentary film capturing the student experience on the environmental justice and nature immersion course that took students to the YMCA Northern Lights Camp to learn about Native American culture and more. Student Kaya Just. We learned about the land and their connections to the indigenous culture along with the boundary waters and the mining fort and how that can affect us even in the Twin Cities. Just said the trip had a personal impact on her. Because of my adoptive mom being Cherokee, it impacted and like broadened my horizons about what actually happened and the differences between what people who have ancestors who experienced that versus what is passed down through us through textbooks. The course will be re-offered next year. Taylor Rivera News Talk 830 WCCO. A new report
1: issued this week by the CDC finds only about 3% of Americans have gotten the latest COVID shot. But
3: the numbers are slightly higher in Minnesota. The Minnesota Department of Health says only about 8% of the state's population has gotten the new COVID-19 vaccine since it was released just a few weeks ago. Miriam Muskaplatt is with MDH.
2: People are just um, a little tired of COVID and, um, you know, those who have been vaccinated previously have, have probably received several doses. Um, at this point. Um, and so that's just kind
3: of exhausting after a while. Muskaplet adds insurance questions could be why people aren't rolling up their sleeves. The CDC says just about 3% of Americans have received the latest booster. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO.
0: I'm Steve Simpson, Minnesota's public safety commissioner calling the mass shooting in Lewiston, Maine senseless and inexcusable. Bob Jacobson says it's unfortunately a sad reminder that this type of incident can happen anywhere. He says in addition to the impact on the victim's families... Something like this is beyond difficult for first responders. And those police officers that are out there every day doing this work, and the ones that had to respond to this horrific situation too, my heart goes out to those first responders, police officers, paramedics, the, uh, hospital staff and personnel, those community members that are dealing with this. Again, it just it breaks my heart, even from the state of Minnesota to the state of Maine, just knowing what they're going through. And as you heard, 18 people were killed, 13 injured, the suspects still on the
1: loose. Ridership on public transit is up thanks to University of Minnesota. Students and staff.
2: Students have unlimited access to the Twin Cities Metro Transit system using their student ID as a pass. Vice President for University Services Alice Roberts Davis. We are seeing a really good uptake on student usage in particular, and we're seeing a lot of faculty and staff who are already activating their passes and using those as well. Metro Transit Communications Manager Drew Kerr says UMN riders are making an impact.
0: There have been almost 1.2 million rides already this year among students faculty and staff. So that's a big, big increase over the same period last year, 61% increase. So that's really encouraging.
2: More than 31 million passengers took Metro Transit within the first two-thirds of the year, with 3% of rides coming from Universal Transit Pass holders. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830WCCO. And
3: I'm Mark Fry. A federal jury's found a 36-year-old Minneapolis man guilty of arson after he tried to set the Target Corporation headquarters on fire back in August of 2012. 20. Investigators say Leroy Williams lit cardboard on fire inside the headquarters along the Nicollet Mall in downtown Minneapolis as crowds looted and rioted on August 26th that year following a false rumors of a suicide death. Video showed Williams aggressively shoving a man who tried to intervene during that arson. Williams' sentencing date has not yet been set.
0: I'm Steve Simpson. Authorities in Prior Lake are looking for a suspect in a shooting that wounded a man yesterday afternoon. Police say, uh, say they're looking for that man for questioning they believe the two men knew each other and that there's no danger to the public. The victim is expected to survive. The Minnesota Zoo is welcoming two orphaned sea otter pups from Alaska.
2: Director of Animal Care Kurt Heisman says five-month-old Denali and two-month-old Nuka were separated from their mothers shortly after being rescued, with Nuka being intercepted at just one day old.
0: Nuka, her mom was actually preyed upon by an orca, which left her orphan. What's interesting about her story is that it was actually witnessed by a member of the Alaska Sea Life Center. They were on a fishing charter and they actually witnessed and filmed the entire event happening.
2: Heisman says the pair came to the Minnesota Zoo because of their world class otter care.
0: So, the Minnesota Zoo has a long history caring for sea otters. We've had otters at our zoo for over 15 years and we have three resident male northern sea otters currently.
2: Denali and Nuka are expected to join the other resident otters and make their public debut in early 2024. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO.
1: Finally today, the word snow is appearing in some forecast for tomorrow. WCCO Radio Chief Meteorologist Paul Douglas. I don't think it's going to be a big deal in the metro. There could still, in theory, on paper, be a dusting or a coating, especially after dark, after we lose the, uh, the daylight. Uh, around the dinner hour tomorrow wouldn't be shocked to see a light coating but there is no doubt we're in for a cold couple of days in fact halloween could feel more like thanksgiving thanks for listening to wccos all local you can find each day's all local and all of our podcasts at wccoradio.com or by downloading the odyssey app
0: i'm Lindsay peterson news talk 830 wcco